Welcome back to the Immersive Irony Podcast. Uh, I haven't recorded in a little while because, uh, yeah. Um, Alex, you and I were probably going to have considered going to King's Island somewhere around opening, which was, what, three weeks ago now? A week ago? I don't even know. Oh, I know there's some cool drone pictures that someone's probably going to get banned from the park for posting. But, you know, there's that. <laughs> Should have kept it to himself. Yeah. Life lesson. Chase that clout too too close. And it doesn't help the rest of the people who want to do it legitly. So. No. Don't fly no. over parks. It's legal. But it's private property. And if parks don't like something, they don't really need a good yeah. reason to say you're not coming back in. There's no, you're not, you're not going to get a trial. <laughs> you're just going to say no. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I haven't been doing any droning. Anyways. Well, I, I've been droning, but not uh, the, the flying a robotic vehicle type of droning recently because all construction stopped. Although it seems like Pennsylvania might be resuming soon. At least in Central PA, where Hershey Park is located. So that will be something to look forward to, at least. But, uh, yeah, we haven't done I this think, for a you while. You know, obviously we're there. all looking around going alone, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, what I would say is that kind of looking at everything that's going on, you know, right now. Recording this, it's April 27th. And, you know be honest here like i personally feel like we're at least bordering on getting somewhere to the point that you know things are going to be improving a little bit that makes sense like i'm not saying it's you know we're done and we're out of it and everything's great but it feels like we're we're heading towards a positive area like good things are happening. Um and we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a moment or two. Um yeah, I mean parkwise there's very little to talk about in terms of news. Nobody's announcing anything, obviously. Um we're seeing more stuff being kind of put on hold and some improvements were being scaled back or moved to a different year. Um there's a lot of speculation on the internet about what different chains are going to be doing in terms of operation. We do know, as of today, that one park has already said, we're going to open. At least we think we're going to open. And that park is Kentucky Kingdom. Oh, right. Uh, they're just... looking at early June. Yeah, I just wrote that off. But I'm not <laughs> trying to be negative here, but, like, seriously, like, okay, let's just get into it. First, let's... uh. Let's do this. I don't know if people heard that, but got a Warsteiner, German yeah. beer, of course, because I love me some mm -hmm. German beer. But um, I, even if they do open, like it's the, it's the problem of is it going to be relaxing? I mean, like I me, I can't stand going. It's just. It's just like stressful going out anywhere. Dealing with all the I think I think for now, like right now cuz we're still in the middle of like 
like we're kind of on the downswing of like this growth phase and the disease and people are getting they're starting to get masks and or making their own and this that and the other thing my sense is and i'm i admit that i can be wrong everybody can be wrong but my sense is that right now it's like confusing and scary to people because there's you know the situation that we're in is a weird one right like Restaurants are not open. Most stores are not open. You can't, a lot of people don't have work. It's just a strange deal at the moment. And I think as we move along and we get used to like wearing a mask to work or out for a bike ride or whatever, that it'll stop being weird. And it'll just become, like, another appliance. Like, it'll be like wearing shoes. Like, you'll just, it'll be the same thing. Like, no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. And that's how it'll be. And eventually we'll get used to it. It'll be weird for a little while. That just sounds terrible. (laughs) Uh... It does. On some, like, I could see how people would be like, that sounds horrible, but, like, let's, let's, you know, briefly, from, like, a, a, a realistic standpoint, like, let's talk about what the theme park world is going to look like. Because I think a lot of people are looking at it and going, like, it's over. Like, it's done. How can you do any of this? Because we have this understanding of what theme parks are and what's involved with going to a theme park and what you do at theme parks and, you know, all these sorts of things. And now this disease changes a lot of that. Like, it changes the social aspects, it changes the ability to use queuing, it changes the capacity of the parks, changes the capacity of the rides. They're not set up for, like, It changes six feet. all that stuff. No, nothing is set up for six feet. Like, nothing. <laughs> no, no, but... But, so, so and that's true, and... And then, like, there's just the problem think... of, like, sure, you can uh, space people out on a roller coaster, but what if someone vomits? That's that's the whole in the front seat. Like, I mean, I don't know. yeah, but that, that could have happened any day, you know? Yeah, but and... you're not worrying about all these concerns. You're, I mean, maybe some other concerns, but I don't know. It just seems like a... I mean, but, but here's the thing, like, stuff like that, like... There's not any evidence that, like, the the way it transfers is from droplet. Right. Right? Like, it doesn't transfer from being, not to say that you can't get from being vomited on, but, like, it's going to be tougher. So I just, I get what you're saying. I get that people are going to be kind of, like, spooked and freaked out about some stuff, but I think also, realistically, a lot of people who are going to be spooked are not going to go. Like, we know that. Which which also helps out the parks from the perspective of they can't run with the same number of people. They can't run with the same number of people in a queue line. Like, all those things that we know of that parks operate as won't exist anymore in the way that we know them, at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah, they will eventually they... return to something closer to normal, but not now. So I think the, the the major starter here is that everybody that goes in is either going to get tested on site 
or they're going to have an app that says that they were tested in X number of days prior to being there. And they're at least going to get their temperature taken. Guarantee you. Guarantee you. That's what it'll be. And and so I think the real question or real issue for me looking at it is less that. To, to me, it's like, how are the small parks going to survive? Small parks in some ways are better off because they have less infrastructure and less expense. But the tough part is, like, if you have to go out and buy uh, equipment and rent a tech and all the rest of it to run tests on people, Where how profits? do you do that? And also just the yeah, regions. And, like, there are parks that are just grossly not set up for that, like Knobles is a classic example. There's Yeah, there's no way to funnel anybody. Right. There's just this doesn't exist. So um, how do you do that? Yeah, and I don't and know. I, and it's, I think it's just like perhaps some parks are going to be like, well, what do we do? Do we stay open and deal with all this, or do we wait till next year when we would normally open and hopefully there's a vaccine by then where this isn't really an issue anymore? I don't think any park can – I think very few parks can survive without an entire year's worth of revenue. I really do. Because I don't think anyone's going to cut them any slack for insurance or, you know, uh, you know any of the, the standing fixed costs that exist of maintenance and paying your – like, you can lay off your entire maintenance staff, but then how are you going to get your wood coaster up and running for the next year? So sure. I don't – I don't see – like, I see – I see almost everybody opening at some point to some degree hmm. in some fashion. But I think that the way in which they're going to operate is going to be very different. Like I said, I think, you know, what I just kind of described as far as how is you're, you're going to get into the park, that's how you're going to get in the park. If you have a season pass, you're going to have to, like, reserve your day in advance because they're going to have X number of slots available. And there's no guarantee if you're not one of those people that you get in. Um, parks are not going to have the same number of restaurants open. Parks may not have the same number of restrooms available. Parks will not have water fountains potentially. Um, so there's going to be all these things that are different, but I think that they're going to open because I think the financial incentive is too great. I, I, you can't, let me just say it's too great. It's just a question of survival or not. Yeah. And, well, I mean, that's, that's a whole different, you know, conversation. That's the entire, that's everything right now. It is everything. It is everything. I, you know, and, but, but let's be honest here. Amusement parks are the last thing. It's one of the last things that are going to open since they're such large-scale gatherings. Yeah, I'm almost more wonder, wondering about water parks. Oh, God, don't even talk do. about that. Water parks are so after right now. I don't even but, know but how like, do that. But chlorinated water is going to take care of the virus. Yeah, I know. Like it's not going to spread there. So There's are they so better? Are they worse? There's, so There's a questions. lot of questions. Yeah, like Pennsylvania, first of all, it's like they're they have like a three step. They've outlined it like a three step process to reopen things, and they're also yeah. reopening different parts of the the the, the state because well, the middle of the state never really got all that bad. It's just the outlying parts where the most population is that's the problem. And I mean, you're in a similar situation in Michigan as well. Yeah. I mean, we we kind of got a pretty good idea as to what was happening with the um, 
what should we call it with the with the the situation with COVID here um, last week. Like I had a pretty good idea before there was even an announcement about the uh, you know our own phased opening, what those phases were going to be, and what the timeline was. Because you know the president of the university is one of the people on the council with the governor about reopening the state. Right. So the fact that they would sit here and be like, here's what our plan is for phase one, two, and three, and four of reopening Michigan medicine pretty well lined up with the dates that gave up, you know, gave from the governor. So I'm not shocked by that. Um, and I know, you know, from our perspective, I think statewide the cases have generally been increasing still, even though the number of hospitalizations have gone down because there's increased increased testing capacity so that people that are, you know, largely asymptomatic or don't have serious symptoms or don't have a history of having been in contact with someone that definitely had COVID can go get tested, and which is good. I mean, that's what you need. Um, so I think that that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, what I'm seeing right now is just the sense that we're heading towards a reopening status as going to be different in different locations. I think, like, if you were to ask me to pick the first park that's going to open the country, I'll ask you that. What do you think is the first park that's going to try to reopen? Because I've gone back and forth with this a bunch of times. East, te uh, West Texas. That's what I was thinking. Have you ever been to those parks? I have, I was actually planning to fly there. Hi. I, I, do you want to meet I, me there? Because yeah. me too. Those are on my list. And uh, if also New Mexico wants to reopen too, that would be fantastic as well. I think so. So the one thing that's known is that this disease does very badly in heat, humidity, and sunlight. It doesn't completely kill it because you also you have to no. think that it's still it's still hit Australia and it's been summer there. So. Yeah, but it's you know, but like Australia wasn't hit nearly as severely as like no, you no. know New York was, and and the big thing is like it, it takes like the the time that it's alive in the air down to like under a minute from like hours. So that's that's appreciable. That that matters. Yeah, um, yeah. And in somewhere like West Texas, that's going to be, you know, a relevant concern. It's also more rural. There haven't been as many cases in Texas uh, or West Texas, especially. So the other strange one that I'm going to throw out there as as an option, increasingly, that I believe will open sooner rather than later, though they haven't said anything. Um, you know, here in Michigan, they're they're reopening the golf courses after this week, if they're not already yeah, open. PA, that's happening on Friday. Um, I feel like they're getting the same. Are they talking to Michigan about reopening Pennsylvania? They're, the all, they're all doing basically the same Cause thing. Because it sounds like, like everything that you're talking about is mirroring Pennsylvania almost exclusively for the, the more uh, rural parts. It's very similar. Very yeah. similar. Um, and a lot of states are, are very similar right now, you know? I'm just um, about a flare-up. That's, 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 I mean, it's pretty, that's not crazy. No, it's not. But, I mean, you know, again, it's kind of like, what are you, you going to do, you know? Um, do you wreck the economy or just, uh, just try things out? It's, it's. <laughs> you got to try, you got to try things out at some point. You got to try and figure out how you're going to sustain existence. You know, like. I. I I feel like I, I, I know plenty of I know plenty of epidemiologists and infectious disease docs. 
Okay, and and science communicators, obviously working with science. Yeah, that's why I wanted to do and, this podcast with you because, like, of anybody who's doing all these theorizing things on a podcast, who have no idea what they're talking about. Like, so, listen to this so guy. Here, yeah. Listen to so Alan. Here, here, here's the thing, right? Like, and part of it is that a lot of these people don't necessarily think about like the political ramifications or have ever considered them heavily. And now they're becoming increasingly aware as to fact, like, you know, like the federal government is not going to help with testing, it's you know, useless. like it, yeah, the federal government has been totally basically useless in this entire situation. They haven't assisted with getting ventilators. Um, so there have just... been some field hospitals that the military set up, but overall, you know, by and large, those field hospitals haven't really gotten much use. Um, Part of it is like the criteria by which you go into it. Part of it is that by the time they rolled out, we were kind of cresting and on the backside of the peak. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't think that, I don't think a lot of people, you know, were, in their minds basically like you get it down to absolutely nothing and then you reopen stuff maybe, you know. And, and the problem with that is like, you can tank the economy for a little while and let the government kind of pay for stuff. And, you know, everybody can kind of do that at the same time. But at some point, you have to have actual economic activity. Like, there has to be – people have to do things that provide value for other people and, in turn, are then compensated for it so that they can buy services and goods. And if a third of the country isn't able to buy services or goods or pay their rent, the consequences of that are going to be significantly more serious than just like, oh, we need to lock down for COVID. Like at some point you have to have a plan to operate things. And I think that enough people have spent time with the sort of infectious disease epidemiology people to try and come up with a plan that, I don't think we're ever going to see COVID go away completely anytime rapidly. I know everyone's sitting there going, you know, oh, in 18 months there's going to be a, a, a vaccine or whatever. There's no, there's no guarantee there's going to be a vaccine ever. They've been working on a vaccine for AIDS for 30 years. It's never happened. So it's possible that there isn't one, but it may be that through just preventative measures, um, some degree of group immunity, whatever that ends up being. Again, there's no guarantee that that even works. But, you know, doing preventive things for a long time and just kind of getting it to a point where it's it's never so severe that completely overtakes the medical system, but it's going to be kind of present in our lives for a while. And we just kind of deal with it because the alternative is just way too, way too terrifying. Not even from a, like, we have to work, pers you know, to have justification to live perspective or anything like that. I'm not like trying to do it from some like, you know, crazy philosophically neoliberal position where work equals, you know, what matters in life. But like, you have to do some degree of labor to sustain your existence. That is how things operate. We don't, we don't, you know, uh, live off the land most of us here in the United States, we don't eat berries and eat squirrels and rabbits and 
white-tailed deer as our primary protein sources. Um, even if we could garden, uh, it's April, so that would make it difficult to eat anything that came out of the ground here in the state of Michigan. Um, and I don't can, nor would I be able to grow enough food in my quarter-acre lot or whatever it is to <laughs> possibly feed myself for an entire calendar year. So, you know, at some point you have to figure out how to operate stuff because not just because you need these supply chains to keep operating, you know, in perpetuity, but you need you need to be able to supply something, right? Like there's issues with meatpacking facilities. So the amount of meat that's going to be commercially available is going to be reduced. Um, that doesn't mean that there won't be food. There's still going to be lots of food. It just may not be meat. And I think that this kind of gets to a greater statement about what is and isn't sustainable. Because it kind of... It kind of shows that, you know, under under the conditions that we had before, sustainability was one thing. But now that we're in this scenario, and now we have to have the spacing, and now we have to have X number of people, you know, limitations in the number of people in any given space, and, you know, things like that. Uh, the question about what is sustainable and what isn't sustainable changes drastically. And I don't know that some stuff is sustainable in the way that it used to be or in the way that we considered it to be sustainable. I don't know that Orlando, as we know it, is a sustainable entity. I don't know that Wisconsin Dells is sustainable. You know, like, Wisconsin Dells 40 years ago probably could have been, um, you know, because it didn't have, had a few small attractions that were owner-operated, and, you know, some kids could move up for the summer and make some money, and that was it. Now, all these indoor water parks, big outdoor amusement facilities, you know, much more extravagant uh, indoor family entertainment centers, things like that, require a lot of people that just don't exist in America. Ignoring the fact that, you know, it's difficult to get a J visa now or an H visa, how do those people, how are you going to find labor to run those places even if you can reopen them? It's a big question. Well, there's the it's a really big question. Argument that a lot of people are out of jobs right now. So when parks do need to reopen, and they might be able to find people for this year at least. But and, and that's not. Be, I'm not saying that's not true. But at, at the flip side of this, right? Yeah. Like, like even even if we take that as being true, how many people are going to get in their car from the Bronx, let's say, or forget? Let's not use the Bronx because that's you know New York City's a hot spot. Blah 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 blah. Let's use, um, let's say that I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I just lost my job, right? And I have a condo or an apartment with a one-year, you know, lease or contract to be there. Um, I was making $47,000 a year. I'm just going to pull that out of the hat. It's close to an average salary in the U.S. for someone that has, like, a college degree of some sort. And you lose your job. Are you going to relocate to Wisconsin Dells for the summer to work for seven bucks an hour? No. So that's the problem. Like, that's a real issue. If you do relocate there, where do you live? Like, Cedar Point is a, is a real example of this. Like, I would not be surprised if every Cedar Point Park or Cedar Fair Park opened this year except Cedar Point. 
that would not surprise me in the least. Because who's going to run Cedar Point? Who's going to work there? Yeah, I, I think the regional parks have a... Orlando, I don't... I don't know what to make. Like, Orlando has all this money in the parent companies. Well, at least with Universal and Disney. Yeah, they're sustainable. Been, but Yeah, the like, they is, can do whatever they need to do to reopen their doors to some degree. But like, The problem is, what kind of experience are you going to get there? And also, their their attendance... Let's be honest, things are going to open, but when are the borders going to reopen? When are flights going to be, you know... Yeah. That's, that's not going to be anytime soon. I, I think that... I think... Like Disney and Universal could open as soon as June. Um, you know, you said again, like, what is the experience going to be? You know, I think that the surveys that have been set up by Universal kind of indicate it. Yeah, and then you have, you to, know, like, but now, but here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, right? You might sit there and say, that sounds stressful. What if you could go to Disney World, go to, to Star Wars land? And everybody's still virtual queuing for, um, whatchamacallit, um, not Smuggler's Run, um, Rise of the Resistance. Okay. Like, Rise of the Resistance, everything is now virtual queuing anyways. But, like, it's you and 1,500 or 2,000 people in the park, period. Okay, that would work. But if it was, like, any more than that, like, virtual queuing would just... I don't know. That doesn't sound like you could potentially just just lose a lot of time just waiting around for your stuff. It, it depending on yeah. how it worked, obviously. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. It's not really worth really speculating, especially since that survey kind of covered everything. It, it's yeah. It that's a lot of the worst case scenarios. But at some at some place at some points it doesn't seem like it was enough. In some places it seemed like it was too much. It's, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It, it, I, I, think... I can tell you this right now. Would you? It, it, I don't know if if this is your once in a lifetime trip to Orlando and Disney World. Like, I don't think you should do that because it's definitely not going to be a normal experience. I guess the question is, you don't know what the normal experience is going to be in five years now. Right, but. I don't know. I feel like what's going to happen is we're going to be all heightened and then slowly but surely all these things are just going to be like, okay, we're not doing that anymore. Not going to announce it. It just doesn't happen one day anymore. Requirements yeah. not being needed. And just eventually just will just fade into um, – it will just fade. Obviously, you're never going to forget this uh, maybe 100 years from now. But because like who who knew about the plague that was 100 years ago before this plague happened the normal person yeah not many people right. and like the like the spanish flu just kind of disappeared one day and then it returned like 70 years later so things happen um but it, well the reason why I was mentioning the golf courses earlier is cedar valley golf club yeah in comins michigan reopened uh this past saturday which is home to what that amusement park, but the amusement park part didn't open, did it? No, it hasn't opened yet, but, yeah. I mean, they, they can't legally open yet anyways, because of... Side note, uh, do the, we have any idea what happened to the Nautic jet there? <laughs> they started construction on it, but they haven't yeah, That was two years ago, since. or that was like a year and a half ago at this point, and they haven't posted I mean, there's definitely, like, then. a whole dug. Yeah, I know, and the track is up, like, and now they're building a galaxy that's been around the block? 
So. Yeah, a few times. A couple times. That I, not, you know, met to meet up yet with, so, but, but that's another like, point. Um, that, that's, that's like my dark horse park to open first. It'll end up being Cedar Valley, uh, Cedar Valley's wild, wild or frontier. Or Azonzo's. What is it called? Azonzo? Arzo's. Arzo's. What the hell ever that place is called. <laughs> they could still be open right now and no one would know. Would have no idea. None. Oh man, what a place. You remember the story? We got there and they didn't know how to run the roller coaster because the main power was shut off. <laughs> but then that happened, that happened again at Uncle Bernie's. But you know, similar yeah. situation. <laughs> uh, oh, Uncle Bernie's! Uncle God bless Bernie's. you. Oh my God, that place was such a. <laughs> it's wow. still great. Magic. Yeah. Absolute uh-huh. magic. Well, you have a better out- outlook on this. Uh, than I do. Um, now the people were like, "The state is opening up again. We'll be open in two weeks." Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it just depends on state per state. If some states, I, I don't believe they were ever in, interrupted from their maintenance. Some states were. So, like Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania at this point until. I didn't read through it. I'm not sure. Again, it, it, it like Pittsburgh area, Kennywood might uh-huh. be might not be able to start doing maintenance again on this this May 1st. I, I haven't read into it enough to realize that. I believe construction will start again at Hershey. That's the only thing I'm aware of because that's something I kind of care about. Um, but think about it. There, there. It's been six weeks plus. They're six weeks behind. Yeah. Uh, maintenance. There's no fl- there's no switch to flip here. <laughs> yeah, Pandemonium nah, and Chocolate Town. They never set a date other than summer. And it it, it wasn't going to be summer because summer was June and sometime where a summer officially starts. It was going to be their summer season, which their summer season doesn't start until late May because they have the springtime in the park thing. I mean, they weren't really planning on having that stuff done until, you know, probably around the time that they're able to resume construction. So that means they're two months behind on construction on that project. Mm -hmm. So depending when parks can even open, that might not be ready. I mean, some people think that, but, and there's just so much more to it. I'm I'm sure parks have been strategizing because that's a lot of what they can do right now since they have nothing else to do, strategize how do we have this workflow to get everything open as soon as we have that okay to go. Like, I I would hope that that's what they've been outlining right now. Mm -hmm. What what else would you be doing? Um, Because most of them would be open by now. Yeah. So, and it would have been a wonderful Saturday this past This was a lovely weekend. It was a very lovely weekend. Okay, no, Saturday was good. Great Adventure would have opened for like, from they would have opened and closed at 1 p.m. yesterday. But that's besides the point. And then people have been bitching about that. But uh, you know what? Somehow that bitching seems a lot more, um, man, I'd love to go back to that. (laughs) (laughs) Like constant asking on like Facebook groups, how crowded is the park? Man, those were really annoying. Man, I, I feel like I'd love those right now. I mean, everyone, I, I, the, the quote of this whole thing, I will, I, you have the quote 
you won the quote. I can't wait to go back to caring about things I that wait, don't matter anymore. Yeah, that's that's you won that. <laughs> yeah, I you know I'm excited to just be entranced by completely ridiculous dumb things. I'm ready for it. Bring it on. Yeah, and it's it's not so much I'm worried about. I don't know. Ariel's worried about her work because she's still been able to go to work. So she's worried about what if they know that she went to a, another state or something like that. I don't have that Ooh. worry. But, and I'm not really worried about, like, I don't want to get the virus. That doesn't seem like a pleasant thing to do because it seems to kick <laughs> your ass in a lot of situations. But it's more just about people I know. Um, you know, I, I, Hopefully everyone can, you know, everyone probably has someone at this point. I didn't think I'd have someone who was not that far removed. Like before, you know, in the loop, Drew the intern, his brother has it. And like, okay, I kind of know someone, but I don't know Drew's brother. I know Drew. But like just yesterday, my best friend's um, mother-in-law has it and she's not doing good. So like, it's more those people that I'm worried about. It's not about myself. I just yeah. worry about other people. So. No, I hear you. I at mean, at the same point, like if Texas reopens, like sounds like a great idea. Just a lot of precautions, obviously. So. A lot, yeah. It's an understatement. Yeah. I just, you know. And we're both I, crazy enough to go ahead and do it. <laughs> At some point, we have to leave the house. I I have not. Ariel said I had to start leaving the house more and do normal things. Like I stopped even washing the walking the dog. I was just like I'm so because she had to go out. So I was just like you already had to go out for work. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's just I don't know. I don't like this. It's not. I'm lost for words. I don't like it. <laughs> But I, I, you know, I, I just, I don't, I think it's gonna be a while. I think it's gonna be well into the summer. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, for uh, my area, especially, if I'm gonna want to go do things, I'm gonna have to drive a little bit. It's, it's, I, great. Well, maybe Hershey. Hershey's probably maybe a better thing. But Dorney and Six Flags, with them being an hour from the worst hotspot in the United States. So, and then like, there's another problems like projects for six flags. We have all known like lots of them are going to be delayed a year. Uh, be, and it's not even, some of them are financial reasons and some of them are probably because they're suppliers. Italy. Yeah. Just, just let's say Italy, you know, Zamperla. <laughs> um, that's an issue there. Um, it's it's suppliers. It's it's all kinds of things like Jersey Devil. It, it, there's more on the supply chain that goes into it than just what RMC manufactures. It's concrete. It's all these types of different things. You know, it's there's a lot of supply chains that have been interrupted. So everyone keeps on going with the joke was ah ha ha Jersey Devil will actually reopen will actually open with the park. First time forever mm. that Six Flags gonna open a ride on the day the park opens. That's not necessarily true. It's a lot to think about, though. So, but 
we'll get there. I don't know. <laughs> so let's talk about Indiana Beach. You sat on here about a month ago, right before. By the way, I just want to go on record. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to sound like a jackass when we first talked about COVID, like at the end of a podcast a few months ago. We were like, hey, this thing looks really bad. And I was just like, yeah, it seems like it's be really bad. In my head, I wanted to say, this is going to be really, really bad. But I felt like, man, I'm going to get crucified if I say that the, the whole country is going to be pretty much shut down. <laughs> I don't know. I just read into it and I was just like, oh, my God, what's going on in China? If it gets here, we're not prepared for this at all to deal with this, especially with our – I'm not going to go into this, but, you know, our healthcare system is kind of – a little messed up. Not the best. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not terrible, but, like, it's also... It's not that the, the quality of care is bad. It's just the way everything is ran that's not great. But I'm not an expert in that, so that's about as much as I'm going to say. Yeah. Because I don't <laughs> want to say more than I can uh, back, which I couldn't at that time. But, like, I just had that bad feeling when we did that podcast. I was like, this this doesn't look good. But um, during that podcast, I think it was that podcast where we were thinking that Indiana Beach would never open. And I was the possum like, you know, it could have a chance. Something could happen. <laughs> and, well, Alan, you want to take it? It has been purchased. Um, what exactly that means, I'm not entirely certain. Me neither. Everyone is like, like praise the baby Jesus Indiana beach has been saved, but like there's a lot of questions right now. First of all, you know, it, it, all the purposes, the park has done well. It's not really been that much of an issue. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. because it seems like it has a decent enough attendance for what it is, but it's probably been shrinking because people know that it's been ran not well and you know people don't like wasting money when you're not feeling like that things are being prioritized to make your day a good one like right. i don't know maintenance and rides being open and the general upkeep of things so i don't know i so it's been purchased by this guy gene staples it's from chicago a veteran and, you know, he's saying all the right things. He's saying everything you want to hear. You know, make it a family, make it more like it's family ran, like it was two owners ago with the, um, I'm sorry, the family name was, I don't know, Indiana Beach? Um, the Spackmans, I think it was, Spack, right? Spackmans, I think that's correct. Uh, we might be a little off on the pronunciation, but yes. Um, and as you said, like, when you go from that, where it's just someone's, you know, family-ran business for generations, to someone who needs to, well, th- let's not even talk about the the, the Morgan guy. He, he was just, you wish. That yeah, I, I only said that he should go to prison. So um, <laughs> there is that. Uh, yeah, and then you could probably say even worse things about him. Yeah. Um, but uh, then then you have an apex, which you know is. They're publicly are they private or publicly traded? Uh they were a private company. Um regardless, I guess they still it, are. They still it, exist somehow. Regardless, they're not 
Well, they filed for bankruptcy. That happened as well. Yeah. And uh, he's still, you know, there's quotas and all that stuff to be made and revenues. And that means a lot more. Um, uh, I don't know. In a world where the, the everything is growing great and there's not a pandemic, this seems like a really, it seems like this is upward battle. And like, we just talked about how maintenance here on a lot of parks has probably stopped in a lot of places. And think about this place. You think how much work they were actually doing this entire winter? I know that some stuff got taken out of there too before the sale. So not I don't even too know. Much. I think it was not like too one much. Or two rides. It was nothing to really be too concerned about. It's not like Fantasy Island, which is, it is barren. If you've seen some recent aerial photos, it's like the Ferris wheel, and I think that's about to go down, and the coaster is left in the water park. That's about it. Yeah. And probably the log flume. Um, that place is done. And I, I'd hope that uh, Silver Comet gets moved somewhere, but I kind of doubt it. I don't know. It seemed like a really great thing to move wooden coasters for a while, but it doesn't seem like that's something anyone... Uh, it doesn't seem like anyone who's still in... The, it seems like everyone in the industry who did that already did that. <laughs> I think, too, like, the rides that were being moved at the time were classic rides for the most part. Yeah, and while Silver Comet is a great coaster, I mean, well, it's a custom coaster. Uh, <laughs> it's not a great coaster. Um it well, was that, a that's the thing too. Like, fantastic ride, but I so don't like, know if it was worth saving, and it would cost a lot of money because all yeah, you're left with is, I mean, they moved Phoenix, right? Yeah. And like, you go, okay, leave the or, leave, or um, Skyliner and stuff like that. Oh, by the way, I how mean, the Skyliner's a pretty good ride. Right? Like, Giant like, Coaster does... Paragon was good, like yeah, yeah. by all accounts, and like the Wild One is a good ride. So, oh, shit. you know, it makes sense to me, but I don't know that. I don't know how Silver Comet... Uh, the original Comet was moved, obviously. Now it's totally ruined. <laughs> I just I, don't know that, you know... I gotta admit, though, I, that one really is completely ruined. I, I The last time I wrote it, it had no airtime, and I, I wrote it twice, and then I walked away, and I haven't been back, so... And that was, like, 15 years ago. So it I I can't imagine it's better now. Well, they, it's basically been, like, Cannonball. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah, Yankee Cannonball. It's been Yankee Cannonballed. Yeah, there's which, no point. Which is, uh, which makes sense, because I believe GCI worked on both of them. So, there you go. They make kick-ass coasters, but they don't seem to... I don't know. Uh, it's like they sell them. themselves as, like, what if you could have a ride that was a Din and Summers coaster? <laughs> I I have no idea what their, their design philosophy there is it, it just to basically make it so they're built better and maintained maintained easier and we just don't really think about the forces because we're like limited to what's already there or i don't know but i don't really need to get onto that tangent but although we don't have a lot to talk <laughs> about so i guess tangents is actually okay in this show <laughs> for once um, here's but, here's here's what I have like on tap for. Uh, we can talk about what we have. Do you have any idea what you might do this year? Any idea? Any clue? 
I don't know if I would want to, even if the borders, I mean, even I could go to UK, which also seems like it's way behind us anyways, because they took even longer to respond to this. Yeah. They were like a week behind us. And least. they did so bad that their prime minister got it. Like, Yeah, yeah that also <laughs> happened. <laughs> you know. Like, at least, at least Trump was smart enough not to, like, shake hands with people that had a disease. Well... Like, he might be dumb as hell, but at least he didn't do that. I was going to say, like, smart. I don't think those... Okay, I'm, just, I'm not going to even... Okay, I'm going to say it. I don't think those two words go together. Especially no, they with don't. the last comment. Can this... The, the disinfected and ingesting it internally comment or question? Like... <sighs> okay, I, I'm not going to even go there with him, but, like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a thing, man. Like, this is... No, I, I don't... I'm not looking at Europe at all. No, um, I mean, like, I, I, I just don't know, like, do I want to go to these places that I have that are possibly, like, I don't know, once every 10 years? I don't know, once, once in my life? Do I really want to, like, I know, like, Poulton's Park, I was looking forward to going to that place. Got lots of credits. So it seems like a cool park. It's up-and-comer with theming. It looks like a neat place to do a half-day at. But now yeah. their newest installation is completely delayed until next year, which, you know, is going to happen around here, too, with some projects. Um, I mean, Legoland also did. We didn't talk about that, but Legoland's completely canceled until next year, which makes sense because if they halted construction and they're going all the way to July to construction of that thing, like, if they open in August or late August, what's what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. So, I and just, it's a big corporation behind it, so they can afford to to delay it. I just think, like, from my perspective, in terms of, like, what, what we begin to think about, like, obviously, I think Europe's off the table. Yeah. And... My passport renewal is in, like, limbo somewhere. I don't even know where it's at. Oh, really? Yeah, but I can, I can still, <laughs> I can get an enhanced driver's license and leave the country still so it's not like i'm trapped in america forever like at least i can get to canada and mexico okay i don't even know what and if i can get to is... those two countries i could theoretically get a portuguese passport and then i'm fine but <laughs> but nonetheless um no so so i think that what we've been looking at is road trips because you know if you want to be socially isolated for a long period of time your own car is a good option or any plane right uh, now what's up or any plane right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. You'll have a whole section to yourself. Um, but there's there's a lot of the United States that I haven't been to yet. I know you did you did a super slide amusement park, didn't you? I have been there. I, it was I got the wrong. Hour. That was that was the whole thing where like the hours were weird and you missed it, right? Yeah, the woman gave me the wrong hours, and I should have questioned it, but whatever. Yeah, I'd like to go back there, and I don't know. I'd love to do some crazy trips with you because this feels like the good year to do it, and I don't have a lot planned, so my freedom is – or my freedom. my I have freedom. My availability <laughs> is uh, – is uh, it's there. Because so, we usually don't really we, – what, we meet up once or twice a year because we're always yeah, like, yeah. I've already done that. You know, we, you, I, I, I feel like I've seen more of the country at this point than you have, though. It's It feels like, at least for like – some of the more remote places, but I don't know if we went there, I, I definitely would want to put in some, um, 
I want to go to free, like Mount Rushmore and shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like my thinking is, so I still have my my fishing trip is still booked for July. And that's fine. You're so isolated and, with that, anyways. So I mean, that's that's literally like the whole idea is to get far away from people to begin with. So I'm not between it being in July and being Montana, which has let me see, Montana as of right now has had a whopping total of 449 cases of COVID, which is Roughly the same number as new cases in the state of Michigan today. Yeah. So, like, those are the places where I'm not, don't really, I'm not concerned about it. It was the places like Florida and even Georgia that waited, or not Georgia shut down things, but Florida, like, obviously, like, just. Yeah. (sighs) And, like, places that reopen that people will flock to when they shouldn't. Yes. That's the problem with, that's the big problem with opening Orlando. Is that people are gonna be like, okay, I want to get away from this, sh- this crap. I'm gonna go to Orlando. Like that's the problem with reopening something like Orlando. Is it's Orlando has always it. been the place where you can go to escape from stuff and like literally a universal lot of escape. <laughs> yeah, and I think that people, but I think even then, the people that are gonna go down there that are used to being an escape are gonna find it being a very like alien kind of place to what they recall it being like, and I think yeah. it's gonna be uncomfortable. And I, I don't know how many of them are going to be happy about it. I might um, do I might do Universal, but like I wouldn't even think about wasting money on because I mean this has actually benefited us a little bit. Um, depending on how long Paris is shut down, my pass might be good until next year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Cedar Fair pass is now like platinum, and I forgot to cancel my wife's. Uh, membership of six flags and now it's like a diamond delete or something like that and so we, never, we were gonna we were gonna finally switch over to the membership because um we wanted to have all the benefits of jersey devil opening right away yeah you know all the the tear tears and all that crap so right you were gonna do that for a while maybe go back to the season pass eventually but uh it seems like if it seems like if you go ahead and buy it during this time and you don't shut your payments that you might be upgraded i haven't gotten an official confirmation from anybody but some people a lot of people seem to think that might be the way but i don't i don't know don't don't go ahead and buy a season pass if you're expecting that. <laughs> we're, we're still gonna get the level that we were planning on getting and if we get the extra perks of uh diamond elite then woo-hoo. <laughs> but like you know my thinking is like the kind of places that i'm kind of interested in going to right now like i'm not thinking about parks necessarily like, any parks I go to are kind of accidental, you know, like Super Slide Amusement Park. Okay, I was going to say, how do you accidentally go to a park? <laughs> well, like, I've, so I've never been, I've never crossed the border with Ontario at Sault Ste. Marie, which well, is... Ontario looks like, okay, I'll tell you say one thing. About Ontario, though, Ontario looks like it's not going to be good for anything the entire year, though. Um because they they were pretty much banned like large scale gatherings until like August already. I mean whether yeah I mean it, obviously it all things, depends. Yeah, I don't think anything's definite though. Like like no one really knows. That's the problem. It's, you don't need to speculate. Um, it's it just it's not speculation. It's it's more about talking about how how we're gonna deal with these things. I don't want to speculate. That's even the greatest minds don't know anything, or I mean, don't know yeah. for sure what's going to happen. Uh, just well, there's even so there's actually they just uh, they just did a 
I'm, I'm looking at it right now. So the uh, the premier for Ontario outlaid a three-stage plan to reopen the province's economy. Um, and stuff like schools will reopen in Montreal in May. So, you know, for me, the thing about the thing about Ontario is it's huge. Remember, like it's really big. Yeah, um, there, there is that so, thing, and like the, the area right between like Toronto and Quebec, like other than Ottawa, like there's not much. There's not much there. <laughs> so, like, if if you think about like where I would be going to cross the border. To start the trip. Yeah. Which is Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, slash Michigan. Like, from Sault Ste. Marie to Toronto is a seven-hour drive. So, if you start at Sault Ste. Marie, the idea is basically go up, get onto the Trans-Canadian Freeway or Highway, and then go through Thunder Bay. Sadly, a little bit too late for the Kitty Coast that used to be there. Oh, that thing looked cool. It as did far look as really cool. Go. It looked like a giant little dipper. Uh, go through Thunder Bay, go to Winnipeg, and then basically cut south once you get to Regina in um, in what in Saskatchewan. Because I haven't been to Manitoba and I haven't been to Saskatchewan yet. Those are the two of the last three provinces I need. My wife, those are the last two provinces in Canada that she hasn't been to. Everything oh, else way. is a territory, so... Man, I, man, I'm a happy I went to freaking Nova Scotia last year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, speaking of closures, we had the, the announcement just a, about a month ago now that um, the uh, the park Clemens there in park. yeah yeah Upper Clements is never going to reopen. It's going to be a boys' school. Boarding school, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, no. I, I did a, a video. I put out my vlog right away because, it, you know, it seemed kind of topical. And, uh, like, it was a charming park. It was beautiful as far as, like, how it was, like, kind of slipped into the natural terrain. But it hadn't had a lot of investment in it, just basically enough to keep it going. Not a lot of and you know, new rides, if any, other than, like, a zip line, it seems like. And uh, I was there, I don't know what, I, I think I got, it was a weekday, I think, but it was, like, the end of July. It should have been somewhat busy, and it was dead. That part so, was built for, like, 120,000 people a year, and I don't think it, I think it's been consistently doing, like, 60,000 yeah, for it like twenty years. Ownerships. I read about it. It's like it had like some Chinese ownership for a. It was went through a lot, but um, yeah. yeah, that's sad. It's uh, you know, but I'm glad it went. I really was. It was on my bucket list. It was pretty park, and the coaster was kind of fun. So there you go. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, PTC tra trains. Thank goodness they're all gone finally. They're all gone. You know, actually not R.I.P. F.U. <laughs> yeah, you're burning terrible. hell. Awful. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the I, day was... I was there. The, the the articulating car was completely broken, so the only place where you could the, the front row, which was the only place that like had any uh, solace to uh, your ride experience, was closed because <laughs> it was a normal PTC car in the front first uh, first row. So uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I, I'm I'm very happy that I went to another to dim that part of the country when I did because you know the kitty coaster closed at that. The other park there, um, 
which is now a, pretty much a straight water park. They never yeah. rebuilt that ride from Jersey, from Ocean uh, City. Actually, it seems like they started to rebuild it because there's some pictures on RCDB now. Oh, okay. That was after I went. So I'm really glad I never decided to even waste the time getting off the exit and taking a look at it because I would have probably <laughs> seen a concrete pad. So. Ah, oh, you're right. Yeah, this was from August. Yeah, and I was there in late, early. I think I was there, like, I would have been passing, like, on the first or second. So they probably had, like, a concrete pad down at that point, and that's it. So, um, uh, yeah. But, you know, I was I was lucky enough to get there and, and see it before um, – and ride what was there. There wasn't much that was good, but I was there. I rode Swing Safari Express at uh, at Shining Waters. Yeah, I missed that one, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I'm very happy that I got there when I did, and things were what they were. Actually, I'm looking at Atlantic Splash Adventure right now. Um, they aren't even slated to open until June 20th this year. Period before COVID, so uh, they, yeah, their season was. In, that's another thing about those two parks. There are probably all th- all of them in the what is it, Atlantic uh, territories. Um, their season's really short. It's like seventy days of operation. Yes, it's tiny. But you know what? If they if they can get open on June twentieth, good for them. You know, yeah. like. Uh, I, I wish them the, the best of luck, but yeah, there's no, there are no coasters in the Atlantic provinces outside of, um, Prince Edward Island now. And, yeah. and, and everything that's there is all pretty much in a very tight base around, uh, Cavendish beach. Like it's all in the same area, but yeah, it's the haunted house is down the street a little bit and the other two are, are no i mean it's down the road a little bit and then the yeah. other two are like literally like neighbors i think they're they're owned by the same entity yeah yeah maritime fun group yeah the uh, water the park and the well it's amusement park water park um and then the flat out amusement park sand spit and shining waters but, uh, but yeah, we, have to, we have to loop back eventually we never stopped we never finished indiana beach whatsoever <laughs> Uh, it, okay, so here's here's my final opinion on Indiana Beach and the reopening. I yeah. want it to work. Um, it, whenever just, you have somebody that has no experience that enters the that's industry. That's my problem. Like, he's saying all the right things, but he has never had any experience. Now, if he wants to do something smart, I said on Twitter, contact Knobles. Ask yeah. him, how, how do you do this? We need help. You guys, we've heard you guys are really cool. I'm pretty sure they would help out, or not help out, get some some really good advice. Uh, they talk to the probably people that sell them some, probably sell them some old ride parts at the same time. <laughs> find find the people that were working with the Spackmans before they sold the park. There you go. They yeah, were doing yeah. fine. You know, I'm sure that the the 90 something year old you know great grandfather that owned it basically uh, was not the only person running the park when he died. I'm sure there was a general manager and a series of other people that have long since been replaced multiple times. You know, talk to people like that. Talk to the people in the community because you're going to be reliant on those boaters to come up and enjoy the rides and and those sorts of things. And think about like how you're going to manage ticketing, uh, entry, you know, gate fees, you know, where your revenue is going to be at. And I think I I want it to work really bad. Everybody does, but you know, it's it's a lot of cash burn every year, and uh, we'll see. 
I don't know what the lodging situation is for him, if he gets to keep the campground um, or the, the small motel rooms that were located around the park. Do you know the answer to that? No, I was wondering if you did you look up read anything more about him or for... I didn't read I didn't read too thoroughly. It seemed like a low price for the campground, if nothing else, much less the park. So I don't know. And he still doesn't own the land. He's yeah. trying to, I believe. Yeah, and I think my guess is that he'll probably it'll probably be fine even if he doesn't own the land because the amount of money that will be have to be spent to raise everything and put in condos or whatever. Right now, probably not a good idea. Like, this is not the time to go building uh, residential real estate on a lake in the Midwest. This is a bad time for that. This is a very bad time. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I you, gotta, you really have to market yourself on improvements. That's I feel like that's... I mean, I've heard some people have, like, really good days where everything's running fine, but then I've heard some days where, like, half the coasters are closed and rides are closed, and that's why I haven't wanted to go back. And I, I, I don't – I'm not going to be there opening day. I, I kind of want to wait to see how this pans out. Like, I unless, feel like he's – I feel like the better off running a paper ride, for unless, sure. The only 100%. reason we would end up there is if it ends up being whatever weekend holiday – or Hollywood Nights ends up being, and we're like, well, we're here. Let's just finally do it, and it is what it is. Because, you know what? What if it doesn't? You know, it's it's the what if. Like, what if it doesn't work out? Would will there be another savior? It's 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 not really worth the fifty or you know between the two of us hundred bucks that we'd spend going there to right. to yeah. question ourselves down the line of, hey, we should have probably done that. We knew we should have done that. Why the heck didn't we do that? Yeah, why did I decide to go to Frontier City instead of Bell's Amusement Park? And why did I go to Worlds of Fun instead of uh, that park that Soldier City owned that closed? Uh, Celebration City. Like, yeah. I, I always question, like, but at the same time, it's, you know, if you do, if you do, if you're damned, you, whatever, 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 but I don't know. I'm talking. I don't know. What? <laughs> I said a stroke there, apparently. Um, a word stroke. Um, it. I hope it, it. I hope it. It's good. It's good news. But I, I'm. I'm just. I'm not too excited yet. Let's just wait to see how this turns out. And uh, it's a lot better than the doom and gloom we were talking about before. Although, if you do recall, I was being very positive, hoping that there'd be something that would happen like this, and it did. It seemed like the the local county threw out a lot of incentives. That made it worthwhile. Somebody actually, yeah. Taking I, it I mean, in fairness, without that, like, that county is in bad shape. Yeah, like, like exceedingly Sandusky. bad shape. Like Sandusky. Yeah. You read about the, uh, the article today, how like twenty percent of their revenue from taxes comes from Cedar Point alone, and that's yeah. not just talking about like, okay, Cedar Point is to twenty percent, but then you have to think about how much more percent is from all the other supporting businesses. Right. Then you're right. probably getting closer to what, like. I would I would 30, guess it's the majority 40? of that economy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's I would uh, say I would say more like fifty percent of that economy in Sandusky at least is Cedar Fair or Cedar Point. If they're all of a sudden a lot of potholes, you know why. <laughs> and I mean it's not like you know, I don't I don't take like uh I don't take any pleasure in that. No. But terrible. what are you gonna do? Like 
what is there to be done about it? There's really nothing to be done about it. Like, you know, and, and I, I, I feel bad for the people of Sandusky to some degree, but like, it's not that I don't feel bad about, but, but I'm trying to think of the way to put this. Whenever I hear stuff like, you know, people in with local businesses in Sandusky don't like to hire people that worked at Cedar Point, and so that what? that hurts. You know, um, they don't. Apparently, that I've heard that multiple times. Why? Yeah, because they think like then because the summertime they'll leave, and then um... they have to retrain somebody, and you know, there's this kind of I don't want to call it a. Um, I don't want to say that it's like a confrontational aspect to this, but it does feel a little bit like, you know, it reminds me of here, living in East Lansing, Michigan, when I go to city council meetings and I hear people in the city council historically, not necessarily now, but historically, talk about the cost of dealing with Michigan State University. And I think to myself, there would be no town. Like, this would be a nothing location you'd, if it wasn't you'd for have another, State. You'd have another Flint on you. Yeah, if we're lucky. Like, we would <laughs> we would be a suburb of Flint. Like, <laughs> like, our best case scenario is a suburb of Flint. Not even, like, Flint itself. Or, like, some sort of weird exclave in a failed city. Like, there's... You can't even... Like, to even say that sort of thing just tells me that, like, you have completely lost... All, all conception of reality, right? And and so, you know, going to this discussion, like it's it's very much the same thing. Where it's like, how could this actually be somebody's take? How can somebody actually believe this? And I know how. It's because they haven't thought about it to any degree, and they're in complete denial about the relationship that these things have with. With, with them and the economy of their city and, you know, with the sustainability of their town. But now they have to deal with it, like, in a very real sense. Like, they have to come up with real solutions and, and deal with these real problems. And I don't know, man, like... It's not like it's a Hershey where Hershey Park closed, the city would go away. Uh, no, it'd be fine because Hershey as a whole entity is a major company it's 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 entertainment and entertainment only <laughs> right right and and this isn't to say that like and even if like hershey park did close like you'd still have chocolate yeah that's know, what i like, meant yeah they have yeah. the hershey chocolate yeah but this would be like in chocolate world i, I don't <laughs> even know what the comparison world. like like i guess this would be like wisconsin dells if all the water parks disappeared overnight i don't know like maybe cherokee like because that's like a a failed tourist town. Yeah, that's the only thing I was just thinking about. Mainly because there was a cool exploration video. Yet another one of the place again. Uh, this is surprisingly the... in good shape, by the way. Was that the proper people's one? Yeah, I saw yeah. they did one recently. He's. I, I like their are... videos. They they do yeah, a but good job. Freaking crazy. Some of the places yeah. they go, like military, uh, nuclear power plant, uh, China. Man, they got balls, because, man, that just seems terrifying. <laughs> um, you know what? Here's, here's actually a good discussion point. Uh, another quick, you know, move off of the discussion of, of Indiana Beach. Okay. What are you watching on YouTube? Because there's nothing to watch park-wise right now. 
Yeah, not even me, because I have lost the, the will to edit recently. <laughs> yeah. I am I'm seriously, if you guys are listening and you're wondering where the content is, like, I'm going to... Mainly the problem is, is, and I've been like, I like to, I have like a, I have like a list of what I want to order, and it just, when I get it done, it releases, and I don't like straying from that list unless something like a construction update comes up. So I'm stuck with this Animal Kingdom where I have three and a half hour, hours of footage, and it's just kicking my ass to want to edit it <laughs> although i kind of want to get it up soon because i don't want the footage to be a year old <laughs> yeah i'm so like i obviously you know it, it's been difficult for me like i could do book reviews for park scope and and i have stuff that's been kind of stacked up here to work on and i just can't i just can't do it like i don't I, know I what it is back into it especially since now with the thousand subscribers thank you everybody that's awesome um Got to got to keep up again that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of also was just like I don't know. It's just strategy. It's like the construction updates really do help push traffic. So I like having the other stuff around it too. And when that's not there to push everything else, it's like you know. But anyways, uh, what I've been watching, <laughs> uh, whatever could come out of the the uh, videos that seems like it's not just completely stupid. Um, some stuff has been interesting that's come out that people have. Uh, decided to do um some stuff is just like okay you're just you're you, this is your job now and i get that you need to keep it going now but this is just worthless even <laughs> if i have nothing to do this is worthless um i've but... been i've been deep diving into all sorts of weird zones I feel like I've hit everything. Like I can't find anything more that I want to watch on YouTube. So we've been watching, we've been binging Orange is the New Black. So that's good. Good. An actual this, program. This season four though is season five. Are we in five already? Oh God. We still have three, two more seasons to go. This season five is terrible. This people like, like it, it seemed like a great idea, but we didn't realize that the plot line of how the last season four ended would extend we knew it would extend into season five. We didn't realize that the plot line would be the entirety of season five. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. But, um, <laughs> man, they, they seem like the writers really know one thing. They know how to start an episode perfectly. They know how to end an episode perfectly to make you keep on making it so it doesn't say, hey, do you want to continue watching? And be like, yeah, we want to continue watching. But... They don't know really how to do the center of the episodes too well to keep you that interested. But then you're just about to, like, okay, I'm done. And then, like, this cliffhanger is just like, oh, god damn it. Anyways, that's a Netflix review from Alex. So <laughs> we're going to also probably get into o Ozark? What is it called? Ozark. Yeah. That seems interesting. So some Netflix. Um, we'd love to be doing Disney+, Plus, but Disney can't figure out how to – fix their shit on Xbox One. I had to go through this thing where I had to uninstall the program, hard reset the Xbox, and then reinstall the uh, the app again and log in again to and then uh, just randomly won't let the, the videos won't play. It like gives you an error, and that's what Xbox told me to do. Like when it first came out, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I can deal with this for a little while. It's still happening. Like three months later, so four, three months later, five months later. Oh, Disney Plus, I've been paying for it that long? Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I still can't watch episodic television. Why? I just can't. Can't do it. 
I, I have a lot of old boxing I need to watch, and I haven't watched any of it because it makes me like think about life before this. So I've entered, I've entered the weird YouTube zone. So, wait, like, you don't like episodic television, regardless, or? Yeah, I just i I could watch it, but I've been bad about watching anything for a couple years, and I've just given up. Oh, and I've okay. just, I've fallen, I've fallen deep into, into like. YouTube just weirdness, just so much YouTube weirdness. So well, much. I, also, I fall into the uh, I keep watching it until it's over, and then I don't put a video out that's meaningful for two weeks. <laughs> like here's here's the kind of stuff that I'm watching on YouTube. Okay, that my wife oh, and I oh boy. willingly sit down and say, yeah, let's check out and see if there's a new video. Okay, uh, marble races. Okay, I th- that shit's cool. It's they the dude the dude that does them from Belgium. No, it's Netherlands. Je- jelly, you know, Netherlands Jelly is that what his name is? Yeah, Jell? yeah. yeah. Je- I don't know what what that came from. I didn't re- I didn't think it was his name, but okay, maybe. Yeah, it's his name. It's his name. Okay, there you go. They're they're fire. Amazing. I don't like, like the the like the raceway ones. I like the like obstacle ones more, and like the beach and shit like that. That's fun. I don't really like the like the race course ones as much. The race but... course ones are. I mean, obviously, it appeals to me. Yeah, I and just the fact... I feel like they're not as there's not as much randomness to it, so it yeah. seems like no, it's could, so much more I, predictable. I can see that. Yeah. Um, he got like officially licensed by the FIA and is doing Formula E marbles now. Which just blew my mind. Was, I didn't realize that happened. I knew they got on ESPN too. <laughs> yeah, like this is. I, if you had told me at the beginning of this year that like the dude that did marble runs on YouTube was gonna be like officially licensed by like the world governing motorsport <laughs> body and be on like cable television, I'd be like, no, absolutely not. Just prepare to be upset once this all passes because no one's gonna care anymore. But yeah, but like, exactly. That's awesome though because oh. like his shit was cool before though. Like, and that's really cool to see that I've... some stuff from YouTube is like kind of gone like it's legit and like it's legit entertainment and like YouTube is bigger than maybe everything else at this point. Side note: uh, South Korean baseball is probably going to be on ESPN this year because they okay. have to show something. I think I, Taiwanese baseball they're shooting for. And there was actually a boxing event in Nicaragua this past okay. weekend. I, I know with, that the MLB has been talking some things, but I haven't even paid attention to what the hell they're planning on doing. I mean, they're saying, like, no fans in the stands for the MLB games, which... Like, limited you know, teams? or I mean, I don't... I don't know either. Okay, okay, I don't know. Yeah, they, they, they keep throwing different stuff out there. I mean, at one point, they were going to have all the games in Japan... What? Uh, or Taiwan. Another thing was they were going to have all the teams move to Arizona. I also heard play, like Disney. <laughs> yeah, and play every game at Chase Field, or whatever it's called now in downtown Phoenix. I mean, just weird stuff. Um, so the marble races. To salvage something like. <sighs> yeah, marble yeah. races. Uh, gold panning videos. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I already watched Gold Rush, the thing on Discovery, so that's not that much different. I just, yeah, but I'd rather see, like, actual people just, like, gold panning. Oh, like, I got into this thing. This hasn't been years, but it's a guy that just goes into abandoned mines. I don't know if he still does that or if he died. Oh, man, that sounds good. Eventually. That sounds good. He's probably dead um, by now. <laughs> uh, the Steve Willis channel. Uh, Steve Willis is this guy. He lives in Edmonton, and he goes camping. 
and that's the okay. channel. Every Thursday is a new video from him camping somewhere. Okay. And but like his i his his concepts of camping are so radically different than anything that I had ever conceived of as camping. Tell me more. So like, um, so he he got started by he did like a a short film that he kind of edited himself about basically he was living homeless in British Columbia out of an RV and like gold panning and stocking shelves for income. Okay. And eventually he like grew out of that and like got a, he, he does like gas fitting now and he has a company. So he has like a real job and like a house and a wife. Um, so he's like transitioned out of that earlier phase, but like he'll do camping, like, uh, Try to think of like good examples. He'll have a poll out and be like, "Where do you want me to camp?" And like the last time he did it, the camping, what they selected was a highway median. So he went to a highway, had his wife drop him off, and he walked into like a, a woodsy median, and like set up his his hammock with his bear spray, and like had a fire and everything, and videotapes it. Okay. Um, he does a lot of like stealth camping in city parks. Uh, he does some of the stealth camping ones are really cool. Like he did one based out of a, a U-Haul van. He was like, you could rent an RV or you could just rent a U-Haul van and like put blankets up in it. Huh. And but it's always very like chill and like he's it's very relaxed. He's not like trying to be like a survivalist. He's like, I light fires with you know a blowtorch. Because it works fast. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, get, you know, here's how you do, like, steel flint and do this or do that. He's like, no, 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 Like, I don't get MREs and eat them. Like, I go just buy stuff at the store and just cook it like a normal person. Like, it's very, like, his whole attitude is, like, just go out there and camp. Like, forget about trying to do it correctly or have all the right stuff or just go do it. Like, it's better off that way. I'm like, I respect this. This makes camping like seem logical to me. I can I can understand this. Uh, so Steve Willis, um, and there's been a few other like weird things, but those have been my primary like weird uh, YouTube obsessions of late. Because there's just nothing else. Like, what else are you gonna do? You know, like oh, and watching like I I do I am not an esports guy, but I've been enjoying all the ice i racing events that have been going on because. Actual race car drivers are in them, and uh, there's always weird combinations of stuff. And I, I like the idea that I like train wrecks, right? Like, I want it to be weird. So give me guys that, you know, race Formula One and NASCAR and tell them to run uh, off-road trucks. That's way more interesting to me. Like. Make them take them completely out of their element. Make them do something like that. That I can watch, but yeah, I've I've just been terrible about like anything. Like a lot of other people are like trying to do things constructively. I'm like I'll do classwork. I make sure to work out every day, and that's the extent of it. If and I wasn't even doing that for a while. I was just literally just being lazy and like depressed for for days on end. So. I've Anyways, I've gone through that in waves. Yeah, there's so, like highs and lows, and 
I, I don't know what to say about it. Like, I think everybody's in the same boat, and I think we it's all kind of why I want to do the podcast tonight. I need to get kicked out of one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think honestly that we are going to be heading towards some kind of summer with some kind of amusements. Well, that's a better outlook on how I went into this podcast. So, uh, and I I can live off of your optimism. So. And uh, I was thinking about some of the stuff I've been watching on YouTube because I, I watched things without even realizing it, apparently. Um, the more you talk, the more I realize it. I watched some more of my uh, Appalachian Trail stuff, some from last year stuff, and oh. a guy that was on the Appalachian Trail who had to get off of it. Um, and then I Oh, bald, the guy... bald and Bankrupt, by the way. Another great channel on YouTube. Okay. Uh, he's a British guy. He hasn't updated since COVID basically started, probably because he can't go anywhere. Right. Um, but he he obviously has a large backlog of videos, and he was doing he did a lot of travel in the ex-Soviet republics. Okay. So like he speaks Russian. I guess he had a Belarusian wife, so he learned it, and he's fluent in speaking and reading Russian. So he's just like, ah, let's go take the train to Georgia, not Georgia. I'm yeah, talking Georgia, Georgia. like yeah. Tbilisi, Georgia through Chechnya, stuff like that. Um, and he goes to a lot of, like, old Soviet stuff way out in the middle of nowhere. Like, way out in the middle of nowhere. A um, lot of abandoned stuff that's, like... Yes, yes. That's, like, the intelligent, you know, the United States intelligence would have loved to have known about at one point. Yes. Oh. Yeah, he goes cool. to all of that, and he's, like, you know... Like, this is not just, like, this is within Russia, within Belarus, Chechnya, Georgia, Moldova, Armenia, all those, all these wacky Eastern, his, actually, his videos that he just did earlier this year on Cuba are fantastic. Because hmm. um, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that we know of Cuba is basically, you know, what tourists get to see either Which at the beach nothing. resorts. It's... It's everything they want you to see, pretty much. Yeah, the, the video, the Cuba they don't want you to see is outstanding. Uh, as is, would you ride Africa's worst train? Uh, sure, which also, sure. would, yeah, it, it was, well, no, you you might not want to. Uh, oh, okay. he, he and his girlfriend, who's from Georgia, rode in a coal car, an open-top coal car, 18 hours through the desert. Okay, never mind. Of, that seems of like more, pure hell. Of, of Mauritania, which is the last country in the world that still has legalized slavery. That happened. That there, It's a great video. Actually, that's the other thing I watched a lot of recently, is train hopping videos. I watched a few of those, and I, I don't know, maybe I just didn't watch the right guy, but they seem kind of... <laughs> like, like... <laughs> I got bored instantaneously. Like I was like, okay. It, cool. You put it on in the background. Okay. That's that's my thing with. Uh, I use podcast for the background, so. Yeah, it, it it all depends. I just I honestly I have not had any like specific desire to watch like random people's theme park programming. Like I have no, I, I very rarely watch a lot of people's stuff. Like I've never seen an expedition theme park video. I'm sure that they're fine. Yeah, they're fun. But uh haven't watched any. And I'm just I, I feel like until we get to a stage where like stuff is open and I can go to it, I just don't want to. It feels weird. 
I don't know. Some people deal with it either way. Either they want more to see so they can, you know, have something to keep them going so they can't go. Or there's yeah. people who just rather forget about it until they can go. So yeah, it just depends. Like, I don't know. It's, I don't. I don't feel that way because I know that it's it's not something that's going to go away for years and years on end. It's something that's going to be obtainable within the year. It's just a little bit. And we're not even really to the point up until like you know, a few weeks ago, we weren't really even to the point where the season had started yet. The only people that were bitching and moaning were the Florida Indians, which I guess <laughs> yeah, that, okay, I get it. And and the people from Southern California too. Um, right. Which I don't know. It made me question some people, by the way. Like, wow. <laughs> Like I, I, I'm obsessed. There's no question about that. It spent pretty much all my disposable income on it, and uh, never stopped thinking about it. But like, oh, these people just seemed like they couldn't. It was like oxygen to them. I'm like, I've, I've probably spent. I would guess I probably spent in the last. Let's see. I got into the hobby in '96. So I've been doing this for almost 25 years, and I would venture to guess that over that 25 year span. If you consider the merchandise, the trips, the season passes, the events, the hotels, I've probably spent, I would guess, $150,000, $200,000 on this hobby. Uh, okay, that's... It could be less than that. It, oh, it I could... was going to say it was going to be way more than that. <laughs> I mean, I think... It, it, the last five six years have been pretty, pretty over the top. Well, when you when you okay, you might not. But when you when you add up everything that goes along with it, with hotels and and yeah, okay. I mean and, that's that's the right way to do it in my mind. Okay. Is to, you know you add up all those because I can't go to Disney World unless I fly to Orlando and stay at a hotel in Orlando. You know those are all part part and parcel of that. So to also me. Another... Really good view, viewing though. Uh, if you want to check something out, uh, watch the guy. Um, I didn't watch him from start to finish. I kept on watching like his segments. Um, but he unicycled around the world. Okay, I'm done with that. That's twenty thousand miles. It took him three and a half years. That's yeah, I'm all starts right. and finishes. That's cool. uh, Ed Pratt. Ed. Pratt. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm down. And it's so crazy. He was like, he was like literally. He looked like a boy. When he first started, and then by the end of it, he looks like a full-grown man because <laughs> he was like he was like 19 when he started. Like it was crazy, and he like he had no idea what he was doing at the beginning. I mean, his his setup was really good, but it's this um, it's this uh, 36 inch um, unicycle wheel. Uh, so it's very um, specialized unicycle, and then he had um, had it modified so it had. The ability to carry um, bags, saddlebags, basically, uh -huh. that can't be too wide because then, you know, his, the insides of his legs would chafe like hell. But, um, <laughs> but man, it just it sounds amazing and painful as the same view because just imagine having blisters on your butt all the time because that's what happens when you're riding on a unicycle because, you know, it's you you can't really stand up to relieve yourself. And, they probably end up with like. Um... Like uh, calluses. 
after a certain period of time. He went through a lot of things, left front seats and all that stuff. But then, you know, he's, he's all a kid. And it's at one point, it's like his whole unicycle ended up being like 75 pounds or some shit. It's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a really good series. And uh, his editing and his production gets way better as he goes on because he got better gear and, you know, a drone by the end. Um, and he does drone footage right. Uh, man, I'm glad I watched a lot of videos on how to do drone footage right. Um, because, like, when I insert it into a vlog eventually, like, I'll know how to do it properly because you use it as, like, a – use it as just – it's not the focal point. Unless you're doing a construction update, obviously, it's completely your focal point. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was really cool. Point, uh, point, point is – Going back to what we were just talking about, like we've spent a lot of money and a lot of time, a lot of energy doing everything imaginable about theme parks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, there's some people where I'm just like, really? That's no. that is your position right now. And what also sucks is though my like other hobbies were kind of taken away from me. Like, it's like. Well, son of a bitch, and or other people are just posing for, or being posers for the time being, because that's all they can do. Like, like I, I wanted to go on a bunch of hikes, but then I was like, okay, everyone's here, not really being respectful to all the guidelines put in place. I guess I'm not doing this anymore because I don't want to be blending with that crowd. It just seemed immoral to me. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. When when I showed up to a parking lot that that I've never seen full before and it was there was nowhere to park, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen like at most like three or four cars and then there's like fifty cars in the parking lot. I'm like, well, bitch. And then I went out for, shut I, down. So, I went out for a walk actually yesterday, and it's just like, you know, a lot of people are wearing masks. Fairness, you know, which is good. Um. It's just, you know, what else are you going to do? Like, people are just like, I guess I'm going to walk. Yeah, what else is there? <laughs> like, but but I, I enjoy doing it, though. That's the thing. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, so I, oh, I get my that. Skiing, I was supposed to go on a, my major skiing trip, and that got canceled. Although, I'm very lucky. Um, my Epic Pass, I only used it four days. And uh, apparently, I'll be able to purchase next year's for 80% off. Fantastic. Now, All I'm right. not sure if it's – hopefully it just goes by days because in those days I went to multiple ski resorts because the PA ones were so small. So hopefully they don't count count that against me. If not, I will argue to the <laughs> to the end of it. Although some of the smaller ones, they didn't even scan me. So <laughs> you're just like, whatever. We don't care. We're round top, we're round top ski hill in Pennsylvania. Whatever. <laughs> Somehow we're now owned by Vail. <laughs> So. Yeah, I don't like a lot of my hobbies are are I don't even know what to do about them either. Like, um, I want to go to races. When will yeah, that happen? We're gonna go to races, but then like we can't. We're not gonna go to Montreal anymore. This the, that, the that got canceled. Festival got canceled, and your yeah, race got canceled as well. So do <laughs> that. And the relocation credits probably canceled until next year. So. If Williams Grove is open, though, I guess we'll go there. Williams Grove? There might not be parks to go to. But oh, oh, oh. Do... I was like, wait, they're not going to read Race Williams track. Grove. What are you talking about? 
at this point, why not reopen the park too? I mean, <laughs> would it look any differently than when it did when it was no, open? When it was open, they were already they were the first ones to practice social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> of course, except for the first, the only day I ever went when it was the Ace event, and there was like three hundred people there, and they had no idea how to run the park with that many people. Oh man! Oh man! Good times. Good times. I actually thought about getting a fishing rod because I was like, well, I'm at this, this lake that's for fishing that I'm flying my drone at. Might as well go fishing. I never, then I, I have all, all the okay. fishing rods are out West. So that doesn't work out too well. They haven't been used them in like 20 years. So <laughs> although I got, I, I have one rod and reel that my, my old friend Doug let me borrow and then just never asked for back. Okay. So I'm ready to go fishing and I, I could do it soon. I'm, I'm fixing to. I'm fixing to get out this damn house. Go go fish. It's like quality like, old man activities. Like fishing when New Jersey is, it's like some of the only things that are available. So it's like when I, the last drone update I did, like I, I, even on a Saturday in fishing scene, I have never seen Prosper Town Lake Park with more than like four cars in it. And it, it, there was no parking practically available. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. So... I mean, everyone was being safe and everything, but I don't know. It's just, it seems like the, the whole, I don't know, the whole whole point. of You're avoiding the whole point about if that's the only place to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just seemed wrong, but whatever. Yeah. It seemed no, like, okay, it. well, I can't go anywhere else, so I'll go here. But, like, should you? I guess. And, like. I don't know. One guy complained about my video, how I mentioned how it should be closed. And he's like, no, I've been out the entire time. But you're also the only person out of 15,000 people who watch this video who decided to say something about it. <laughs> so maybe you're the only one that's being an asshole. So. Wrong possibility. Yeah, I know. And our buddy Matt Smith, man, I feel for him, like living in the Bronx. He's doing okay. He's fine. Buddy Matt Smith, Luna Park, RRC Days. Cool guy. Hope he takes good care of himself. Good yeah, dude. Yeah, he's, he's been hunkering down. He's been out of the house like twice in the last month and a half. And uh, it's like it's terrifying, he said, to be out there. Like even before the restrictions went in place, all you would hear is ambulances. And now it's like dead silent, whereas in a normal day, on a weekday or the weekend, it would be, you know, horns blaring, people chatting, and all that crap outside of his window. And now it's like just ambulances over and over again. So, fortunate thing is, is uh, uh, he actually moved into the same apartment with a uh, his sister, so he's not completely, you know, alone. So that's that's always good. Like, and Ariel and I at points, it's like. Man, this is a uh, like we want to leave, maybe get away from each other for at the same time. But every other time, it's like, man, it would suck to be alone. It would be really bad being alone here or Ariel alone at her mother's house. Like, yeah, I don't know. As I said, like, I feel like this is like, of course, modern medicine, medicine. What do you say about it in the 1920s? It was there, but it wasn't advanced to the point where we are now. And I feel like 
we can finally be able to, as far as medicine has advanced in a hundred years, I feel like we need to look at ways to figure out how this doesn't happen again. If it does happen that to, I don't know. Smart minds need to get on it. I'm just a guy who likes to talk about roller coasters. <laughs> I think that, um, try to think of the way that I would word this. I feel as though this has exposed a lot of flaws. Yeah, that's what with, I'm with governance. And I think it's hurt a lot of people's faith in the expectation that the federal government can do anything. But it's not just even our federal government, though. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of places. It's, it's a lot of places. Yeah. With good health care. Or just Sweden, who just said, fuck it. <laughs> They're like, eh, some old folks are going to die. No, it is what it is. Uh, they also, they have, they had a weird, they have some weird constitutional issues, too. Where, like, basically, they, they had no method by which they could close down the country. Legally. Really? Yeah. It wasn't just, just, like, an intentional, like, let's just see what happens it was kind of like i don't know what we can do which is crazy considering how many people love to you know call upon the uh constitution which in some ways is so outdated for the time that it was written that it's just absolutely absurd yeah it's i don't know it's uh let's not get into that politics but (laughs) i think but what i what i what i do want to see on that is i think People definitely will do stuff, and I think that they. But I don't know. I don't know that anyone's going to trust the government to do it anymore. And I think that that that's going to be a real. That's going to be something that sticks with us for a while. I think is is an increasing lack of faith in the institutions around us. I don't think, and I don't think that there's a way to go about fixing that. To be honest with you, um, I, I wish I had one, but I, I think what they've kind of done is what they've done. Like these failures are not going to be easy to forget. And and so anyways, that's that on that thing. Um, I don't feel like talking about forever. Point is, I, I, I do think that things will happen, but it's going to take a different, uh, a different kind of response. Uh, or a a different response than perhaps we would have wanted at first. Like, so that's where we're at. So I'm going to finally answer your question. What do I plan on doing? Aaron and I still want to go on our Midwest trip. Um, We're pretty much thinking that's going to be towards the end of the summer as that's when holiday world is looking like they're going to reschedule anyways till. So that's fine. Mm -hmm. England's probably out. So that'll just be next year whatever yeah and uh i don't know i just maybe lagoon it seems like like ariel was saying that a lot of a lot of utah didn't really shut down yeah uh, no they didn't um you know and and kind of you know going back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of like caseload like utah did not get hit but like by comparison to Almost any other state. I think they had 41 fatalities. Um, yeah. Which, <laughs> which you know, considering that they had they had 4,233 cases, whereas like Vermont with 855 had more fatalities. Well, that's Note, interesting. 
Well, I, I can give you an interesting reason as to why that's probably going to be the case, and they're going to be a great case study in the future, because what is Utah full of? Um, Who lives in Utah? The Mormons? Yes. Okay. Do Mormons drink? No. Do Mormons drink caffeine? They don't? No. I didn't know that one. Do they smoke? Well, no one should, but I guess no. They don't. <laughs> so they actually, because their religion basically banishes these vices, probably assist them to some degree in terms of being generally healthier. Hmm. Because it's not as though they haven't tested. There's been 100,000 tests in Utah which on like a per capita basis is better than most states. They've had more tests conducted in Utah than have been conducted in Connecticut, which has like five times the number of cases. So just saying, So I, yeah. you know, every state's different. Every state's reacting differently. And in a lot of ways you kind of expect that if you think about it, because America is, it, it's, you know, an amalgamation of different states and, we're all a little different. And, Anyways, my uh, point is that uh, it might be a good time to go just price-wise to it because flights to Salt Lake City are ridiculous. Oh, prices for flights right now are nothing. Yeah, Absolutely I know, but nothing. generally, Salt Lake City is like practically going to Europe. For it's <laughs> just really expensive. It's like Orlando, basically. Or it worse. might be for you because like it's gonna be tougher. You would have to fly Delta. Guess I don't even know. I, I looked yeah, into it once, that. and it was like it was it was like more than five hundred dollars, and it was just like oh, yeah, well, this is gonna. It felt like it was just easier to to um fly into Colorado and make a trip Drive out over. Of, road trip out of it, um because you know natural um the natural the national parks. So, yes. but uh at the same time, like Primino looks like it's gonna be something we we haven't talked about that. That thing is intriguing a little bit <laughs> it looks like a you know like a lower budget like expedition everest going on there <laughs> and it will probably be better <laughs> i would say there's a very good possibility that primordial will be better than expedition everest no offense to expedition everest but no, realistically it's, it's just uh you know not what it's uh made out to be it's a it's a very nice structure. Yeah, the that is, parts that has uh it has lots of helices. But uh yeah, and as I said, yeah, like South Dakota shit and all that stuff. We were going end of the year once if that RMC gets built, like oh yeah, I'll go to Superstad and do the RMC. Go to the the Santa's Santa's Park that's in South Dakota as well with mm -hmm. the Zamperla that I also saw and was closed. <laughs> I think that one was purely my fault, if I remember correctly. Or the website changed. I don't know. That just was annoying. Like one complete waste of a day and God knows how many miles. But, um, yeah, just stuff like that. I guess stuff I haven't been to, which isn't much. So, but. There's know. enough stuff out there that, you know, we can, uh, we can find things that'll be interesting. So. Carowinds looks like it's a thing that might happen that wasn't going to happen. So, just because we got screwed out of Fury last year, so. 
but we also saw it almost roll back. So there was a good reason why we got it <laughs> screwed out of it. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I think we have some hope. And I think we we will get to do something. What it is, I have no idea. I, I, I think there'll be a season. It's just, just don't expect it to be in May or possibly yeah. June. So there you go. Like, but it'll be something. When people were like, oh, my God. I, the, the funniest thing was the Disney people were like, oh, no, no Disney until the end of March. Oh, no. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, there is no chance in hell. It's opening before May, and they're thinking that they're only going to have two weeks of this. I was just like, "Wow!" So it's just you didn't want to incite complete panic by saying, "Yeah, the country's probably going to close for like up to two months." So <laughs> did it in stages, obviously, to yeah chill people out. But anyone who had any common sense knew that it was going to be way longer than that. So. All you had to do is look to see how long the cycle was in China and where they were and take it with a grain of salt, even. Yeah, you figure if the Chinese shut down the country that something bad happened there. Um, yeah. So so where can we find you at? All right, uh, The Coaster Spot on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Coaster Spotting on Twitter. God's on Safari on Twitter, as always. And uh, we will record again, hopefully soon, and maybe with some better news. That'll be great. Other than yeah. the fact that Indiana Beach is reopened, which is good. That's great news, actually. Yeah. It was nice to see that. So. All right. Take care, and we'll talk to you again sometime in the future. Or you'll hear from us. We won't actually talk to you, probably. Being re realistic about it. But you can always tweet us for questions. That's true. You could do if that. We had to let people know when we were podcasting. That, that, that's also <laughs> probably a good idea. One of these right, days, so we'll determine it a day in, in, you know, more than a day in advance. But we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah.